Hello, I'm Zarin Dwint, your resident sorcerer and host, and I welcome you to TPKPA, where each week we six friends gather around a digital table on Road 20 to continue our story, share a few laughs, and enter a world of fantastical idiocy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. If you have a moment, please give us a review on your favorite podcast app and help spread the word. Podcasts are uploaded on Tuesdays, and you can check us out on the web at tpkpa.com or on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for TPKPA or see the show notes for details. There you can find additional content, offer feedback, or just stop by to say hi. As a reminder, we will have one more episode after this before a short break due to some pre-scheduled off time in the beginning of November. Your patience is appreciated. Now enough nonsense. The crew is back together this week, destiny be damned, and our day begins as we leave the town of Borovia with the goal of delivering Irina to the safety of the Abbey of St. Markovia. So, without further ado, sit back and enjoy episode 12 of TPKPA, Grazing. So the last time we left off, uh, you uh, dug a grave bull. Since you were okay. not here, I'll yep. let you know. You dug a grave for the Burgermeister. Um, Burgermeister. You, you went back to the uh, Burgermeister's house, stayed overnight. Um, Just me? All of you. Ex- well, okay. actually, you stayed behind and watched over the Burgermeister's corpse in the chapel uh, after okay. digging the grave and played cards with him and smoked cigars. Okay, um, good. <clears throat> The rest of you went back to the Burgermeister's house and uh, spent the night there uh, with uh, Irina and Ismark. Corin, at some point during the night, you heard scuffling and or conversation coming from Irina's room. But the following morning, everything seemed fine. You performed the funeral for the Burgermeister. Uh, Wenpost purchased a dog. Um, sure did. And that was pretty much uh, where we are picking up from as you were leaving the village of Barovia and heading. Oh, I've just skipped a whole plot point. Uh, Father Donovich also told you that Irina, the Burgermeister's supposed daughter, is actually not his biological daughter. He found her in the forest nearby. Uh, and he thinks that the reason for the attacks on the Burgermeister's house are because of her presence there. And he has urged you to bring her to the Abbey of St. Markovia in the village of Kresk, far to the north and west. Uh, and so you are setting out with her in tow uh, and with a dog named Archie, who now has a character sheet. And nice. that is where we're picking up. So one last time, is there anything you want to do in town before you set off along the main road? I'm going to no. Can you use the litter box real fast. <laughs> Did you guys uh, buy weapons? Or was there a place to buy new weapons or anything yet? I think the only place that that sold stuff was the Mercantile, which we went to like a couple uh, times ago. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I remember it was the, it was with the yeah yeah that was the town of Dick's episode. Doug, we tried okay. to buy like we tried to get like horses. We couldn't get horses. It's, there's not a whole lot here. Yeah, we we okay. said that we were we left it as we were going to head to um, Madame Eva's encampment because that was about a day's travel and that would be a good spot to stop and, and camp and that's kind of where we left it off. And they may they may have supplies. We were told that they're right. they're traders, and they may have some more stuff than this town. Or we'll be able to get horses or something from them. Yeah. 
and try and collect all our debt from from um from Wish Aragorn. Wish Aragorn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh so as you set off through the uh fields to the south of Barovia, uh, you travel for about an hour before you cross over a uh stone bridge that looks like it's ancient uh, covered in moss um, like an arcing stone bridge that crosses a little river the Ivlis River as your map will tell you Um, and as you cross over it you enter into the back into the forest from which you uh, sort of entered this realm Um, the trees are thick and dense and gnarled Um, they block out a lot of the sunlight above what little there is uh, in the overcast sky There is a thick layer of mist covering the the entire forest, basically, uh, as you make your way through. It's not really a difficult ride uh, because you're finally on a main road and not just hiking through the woods, uh, through the wilderness. Wait, I'm sorry. Are are we riding? Or walking? Oh, yeah, you're walking. You're walking. Oh, okay. That's true. Um. Well, I guess Wenpost might be riding. But yeah, he's riding. That's, that's about it. He can ride the dog. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, we got a saddle. Yeah. We, huh. And armor. Saddle. Wait, did we get armor? No, we didn't get the armor. The armor was, the armor was more we than the dog and the saddle combined. Wait, how much was the armor? 40 gold. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and the dog was 25 and the saddle was 10. Yeah. <laughs> it raises AC uh, by like two. After about... Um, like four hours of travel. Uh, I'd like everyone to give me perception checks over this first four hours. Uh, just one? Yeah, yeah, just one. Oof. Say like right. last level. Uh, oh, I rolled a seven. My, my passive perception is higher than my rolled perception. I don't you rolled 17? I thought your passive was 16. My passive is 16. Rolled you a rolled a 17. Oh, no, never mind. I was, yeah. looking at, uh, I was looking at Zarin there. Yeah, my, that was... Okay. Let's fix this. Oh. I got a 14. Sure. Um, Bull and Corin, you two both noticed that as you're sort of trudging th- along the road, uh, every once in a while you'll catch like a little glimpse of movement coming from like in the mists on either side of the road. Uh, Corin, you're relatively certain that there are wolves out there in the woods just silently kind of stalking around your group watching you. Werewolves. Werewolves. Thank you. Werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese Darby. Yeah, yes. I don't know why I know that. Aha. Because he's yes. a man. Come on, freaking uh, Murray from uh, Flight of the Concords, man. That's it's, right. He's so good. Uh, eventually, you hit a crossroads. You know that uh, the more direct. Uh, Route goes along the main road, which dips south around a hill and then back up through the north uh, part of the forest. But um, as you reach the crossroads, you'll know you'll have to, if you want to go to the Serapool encampment where Madam Eva uh, resides, who you've been told you should visit for some reason. Uh, though people have been a little bit mysterious about it. I thought she uh, owed us money. She owes us money, right? No, that was somebody else. Okay, uh, discount, discount Aragorn. Yeah. Right. Uh, however, to get to her, you'll have to travel directly north from this crossroad and into the woods sort of off the beaten path. It'll be a harder journey, but it's really the only way to reach their encampment. Um, 
as you sort of reach the crossroads, you see that erected right where the roads sort of diverge, uh, there is a big wooden gallows, which is just uh, dilapidated and kind of crumbling. Um, There's a piece of rope like frayed and sort of dancing in the wind that's blowing through. Uh, It looks like it has not been used in a very long time. you can see that carved on the front of it, on the woodwork itself, is an arrow pointing left uh, toward Velaki and uh, right toward Serpool, T-S-E-R. Um, you have, a, you have a gallows pointing with an arrow to the house. That's kind of metal. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Okay. Um, as you pass by, which way are you going, by the way? Are you heading toward the Serpool encampment or just deeper into the woods? No, no, we're heading towards the encampment. That was where we're Okay. The Vistani encampment. All right. Um, as you sort of pass by, you can see that uh, Bull and Corn, you both notice that off to one side, uh, sort of buried in a bunch of undergrowth, are maybe 10 to 12 very old graves with like very simple markers that have mostly fallen apart. Uh, probably the victims of the gallows at some point. I just, I just put um, ribbon on the, I just put ribs on the page. Like that's where you're talking right here. Uh, Yes. Correct. Cool. All right. As you sort of continue into the woods, Corin, some, some like sense on the back of your neck causes you to like turn around and you see that where there was nothing previously now hanging from the gallows, there is a hooded body. Uh, with its hands and feet bound, just sort right. of swaying there. I'm, uh, I'm going to... Kinky. That is... I'm going to Eyes of the Grave. Okay. No. You detect nothing undead around you. Huh. Uh, and the, the, the corpse is within 60 feet. Okay, is it moving or is it just... Uh, just swaying in the wind ever so gently, but not like twitching. Um, I'm just gonna... I'll just kind of gestured as Aaron, like, Hey, do you see in this too? Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, so I, my, my thought was I'm going to fire a firebolt at the rope and try and knock it down. Okay. Uh, give me an attack roll. 12. Easy enough. You sort of aim your finger and blast a little jet of flame at it. And it singes the rope until it snaps and the body just collapses, uh, onto the like muddy ground below with a wet thud. Hmm. And uh, I grab Corrin and we both run over. Yeah. Peel back the hood. I mean, its hands are still bound, right? Yeah. Yeah. So peel back the hood and see what's what's going on. Sure. You reach it as like the muddy uh, like puddle that is beneath the gallows. It's just soaking into its clothes and into the hood. And you sort of untie the rope that's bound around the bottom of the hood uh, and pull it off. And Corrin, you see that this is a familiar face to you. Oh no! Uh, it's sort of a, a weird shock because you saw this man die years ago. Oh no! Um, someone who you failed to save mm. previously. Dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he. It's someone you never got his name. Someone who you failed to, you know, sustain on the field of battle. And he perished before your eyes, and here he is before you. And as you're looking at him, his eyes just sort of immediately begin rotting back into his skull, and his flesh just sloughs off of his skull 
Oh, and he just nice. dis- begins to disintegrate into the mud uh, oh, in right. front of you, along with his clothing. Okay, I want to... Do any of the... Uh, will all of us see this? Yeah, at this point, all of you see it. Okay. Um, that, that looks pretty intense. Can <laughs> <laughs> you tell if this is magical? Is this... Uh, I mean, it's not, un- it's not undead. Well, I'll it's tell you what, it's not regular. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a regular thing. It's... <laughs> It's uh, give me an arcana or religion check, I'll say. I got a 20 for religion. Uh, yeah, there's some necromancy at play here. Uh, it, it wasn't undead, and you have no fear that this thing is going to come back and mm. attack you in any way, as the bones themselves are like moldering into the mud at this point. Yeah. Um, but the way it appeared just randomly behind you... Uh, mm. This seems like it was maybe some sort of message for you. You're not sure yeah. from who okay. or what. Was there a, did you say there was a house around here? No, just the gallows. Just the gallows. Where was, what was the arrow pointing towards? There's one arrow pointing south toward Velaki, which is your eventual destination. Okay. And right uh, slash north to the Serpool. Okay. All right. Um, do I see anything around us? Like anything in the, any movement in the woods? Uh, give me a perception check. So 15 perception. You look into the woods, but it is pretty quiet in, the, in there. You don't even hear any like insect noises or anything like that. Just the like cold howling of the wind through the branches of the trees. That's about okay. it. All right. Um, did the body, was anything left behind? Any, any scraps from the body? Uh, give me an investigation check. Oh, my best skill. Six. You sort of poke a little bit through the muddy cloth that's left behind, but not a whole lot other than like the rags that he was wearing and like the frayed rope that was binding him. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, the hood. I'll, I'll pocket the hood. Okay. It's just like a black, crudely sewn piece of material that is just meant to go over someone's head as like an execution style thing mm. okay. the body like lay fall like any certain direction or is it just kind of like collapse i mean it just sort of collapsed naturally it didn't look like it was alive when it fell it just sort of splat went into the mud okay so like nothing um, like drew it in a certain way when it came down it just kind of did okay okay that's well this whole this whole thing is gonna have me have me on edge for the rest of the day so Let's let's continue on into the woods. Can I roll the jump scare, Corin? Mm-hmm. Like Give me an intimidation em. check. Uh, oh, Corin, give me a wisdom okay. saving throw. You have to beat a ten. <laughs> <laughs> so I just poke him. I just like <laughs> <"Dum."> <laughs> I grab you by the forehead, and I'm just holding you in place. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to do that. You're tiny <laughs> compared to me. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as you continue on, uh, the road becomes narrower and muddier until it just eventually devolves into like a uh, like an unpaved trail through the wilderness. Sort of like how you arrived here, where it's almost more of a game trail than anything else. Uh, yeah, uh, someone give me a survival check just to make sure. Whoever wants to lead this little expedition into the woods can give me a survival check. I'm doing check. it. 
Wow, uh, there you go. And Shay, how do you have two tokens on the screen? Can his? Huh? No. I should only have one. You have the picture that you're moving, and then you still have your token over in the crowd with everybody else. Oh, I don't know. I just put one on the screen. <laughs> uh, Where's everybody else? Oh, there they are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just moved. Tara, I'll take that one off then. No, it's cool. I was just wondering. I was just, like, I was just kind of keeping these nuts was back of where we were. Yeah. That's for sure. No, I, yeah. Look, cats have nine lives, and I just use up two of them. Don't draw attention to it. All right. With a 15 from Wempos. Um, yeah, you sort of have a good lay of the land at this point and easy enough to sort of see where other wagons have traversed these woods previously. Um, you also see that this, there's this like a, a heavy like game area. There's like game trails for deer and such uh, passing through here as well. Um, so you managed to navigate the woods without a real issue. But you managed to arrive um, after you cross around, or, uh, around a bend at the edge of a uh, pretty big uh, pool of water that's fed by a river. Uh, you can see that there is a big bonfire lit currently with a couple wagons circled around it and some tents erected uh, nearby as well. You can hear um, like fiddle Sorry. music coming from yeah. somewhere in the little settlement uh, as you approach. Are you trying to be stealthy or are you trying to just walk in? I think we just walk in. Don't want to seem like we're sneaking around. I'm sorry. Did somebody move me over there? Because I just realized, like, yeah, somebody I, just moved all the tokens. I, I can't get rid of the square one. <laughs> I moved all the tokens. Okay. I don't know why mine's square now, but I can't get rid of it. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. I will place you on the thing and move you over here. Ooh. There we go. Now it's gone. <clears throat> okay. Whoa. Oh, we gained oh. an Archie. They're all dudes. We got an Archie. You can see that there are a number of people. Yeah, horses are fucking humongous. Yeah, they are. <laughs> What's going on with horses? They're bigger than the tents. <laughs> I seriously thought that the guy's collar was an ear and that they were like rippers from Tank Girl for a second. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's a good movie. As you are sort of uh, nearing the village, you can see that there are uh, several tents that look semi-permanent, uh, a couple wagons that look like they have been sitting here for quite some time. They're like slowly sinking into the mud. A few that look like they've traveled here recently from maybe up north. Um, and yeah, you see a number of people around the campfire that is warding off the darkness in the middle of this little settlement um, as a huge group of horses apparently are drinking from the stream nearby <laughs> these gargantuan horses i believe that thing's gonna be dry there's gonna be nothing there's left. a there's a lot of goatees there's only one barber in town and he only know or in town. <laughs> wow <laughs> do like one thing no women one hairstyle for the man <laughs> everybody gets the same fucking hat too did we just did we just get transported to north korea <laughs> oh, what's up <laughs> For our international listeners, North Korea. <laughs> North Korea is north of South Korea. Uh, so, yeah, you see that there are a number of people who kind of look up in curiosity as you approach. Um, what would you like to do? Do they, have, oh, God. do they have fangs? I'm sorry. Or is that just a weird quirk? They have a goatee. No, no, I know. I can see the goatee, but it kind of looked like they had fangs. They're, yeah, they're just they're uh, just rumply. Their lips oh, are rumply. Yeah. yeah, no, no fangs, but they do look uh, like they are wearing the same sort of bright garish colored clothing uh, that Aragal 
aka wish Aragorn was wearing, <laughs> and uh, as well as They're the Vist- yeah. <laughs> Vistani women that you encountered in Barovia, the village. They're a little. They're a little chubby. They got full cheeks. They do. Yeah, I'll agree. If they you zoom in, like, like you can... They look like they're in pretty good spirits as well, yeah. and they uh, look like they are passing around several bottles of liquor uh, and having a pretty good time. As you sort of interrupt, and they're all sort of looking over at you, and a couple of them sort of wave their hands uh, to acknowledge you. So I'll I'll wave back and just walk right over, walk right up to the fire. Just uh, hello, friends. We come. Uh, we come looking for Madame Eva. We we were sent her way by the um, the owners of the Blood of the Vine Tavern. Um, we were told that she may be able to help us out. Um, we, we had some some. Well, I, I won't even get into into it with them. Does anybody respond when I say that? Uh yeah. They sort of are all in the process of looking you over. You do see that sort of off the bat, those of you with a decent passive perception, that they are all armed in some way, though none of them are like have their weapons out. They're all just sort of seated, sort of looking at you curiously. Um, uh, one figure who has an accordion, who seems to be like one of the older gentlemen of the group, sort of approaches you. Uh, yes, uh, we are acquainted with those from the Blood of the Vine Tavern. It is good you have come here. What brings you to seek an audience with Madame Eva? Well, we were we were originally brought through the woods um, by um, Aragel, and um, we wanted to speak to her about him. Um, we we've been still trying to track him down. He still needs to finish. Um, we we still need to complete our task with him from before, um, and we also wanted to see if possibly there we, we we could maybe purchase some of those giant horses. We might only need one or two to carry us all, but. Um, those things are massive. Yeah, we might be able to part with a few horses. This is true. Uh, but I must tell you, Madame Eva is asleep at the moment. She usually wakes up at sundown. Uh, but you are more than welcome to make yourselves at home here with us in the meantime, and you can speak with her when she is awake, yes? That would be that would be amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Um, as you sort of all enter into the little encampment. Um, they all seem pretty gregarious and welcoming to all of you. Um, there are, like it shows on the map here, five little uh, tents that seem pretty permanent, like little homes here, and one bigger square tent uh, that is sort of set apart from the rest. And you can uh, see that there's like some faint flickering, maybe candlelight coming from underneath the flaps of the tent. Um, a few wagons as well. The horses are drinking from the stream nearby and sort of grazing. They're not even bridled, uh, but they seem to know this area well enough to not stray off. Um, do you have anything you want to talk to these people about in the meantime? Or is does anyone look like they're like a guard or or like more uh, less partying, more paying attention? Um, give me an insight check if you want to know that. Yeah, they all look at first glance, like they're just wearing pretty similar clothing. Few of them are even wearing armor. Okay. Um, all of them at least have weapons, and contrary to the tokens that are used here, there is a mix of men and women. Um, <laughs> I, I rolled a 16. Sure. Uh, with a 16, you can see that um, although a, many of them are trying to keep it 
maybe under wraps, they're all pretty intoxicated, or at least like half of them are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of them uh, are, uh, you know, holding back a little bit and just observing you from a distance, uh, maybe engaging you once in a while, but don't seem like they're really guards. Okay. It doesn't le- really seem like there's m- much of a role at all here. People just seem to be uh, happy and festive for the first time, really, since you've gotten to Barovia. Okay. These people seem like they're having a good time, which is a rarity here. Mm-hmm. What are they drinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, as you look around, you can see that they have a whole crate like full of liquor bottles. There's uh, brandy, there's whiskey, there's uh, a couple different kinds of wine, uh, and they are more than willing to share with you if you want some. But I know well, you I'm don't, Lampos. I'm taking a bottle Absolutely of that whiskey. And uh, who... Who looks in charge? All look like is, there, is there anybody? Lincoln it Park. doesn't really look like any of them are necessarily in charge, but the older man with the accordion who sort of approached you to begin with mm-hmm. seems to be the most either outgoing or the one that they uh, sort of look to with any sort of uh, general respect amongst where, this group. Where is he at? Which one is he? Uh, we'll say he's uh, this one. I'm going to like grab a bottle of whiskey and saddle up next to him. Start drinking with him. Okay. Do we have any idea? So they said that she w- awakes at, uh, at nightfall about how, what time of the days are right now? It is uh, maybe an hour until uh, sundown. Gotcha. So it's five o'clock somewhere yep. and they're getting hammered. Got it. Uh, as you sit down next to the elder, uh, he sort of starts questioning you. Uh, where are you from young man? Uh, man he seems confused by what you even are (laughs) outwardly rude oh i'm not from around here i'll tell you that much how long have you guys been camped here Eh, here and there sometimes we split our time between here and valaki sometimes we travel beyond to the worlds outside the mist but for now i am content to stay here for the you guys are able to get beyond the mist Oh, yes, all of Istani can travel beyond the mist, my friend. Hmm. It is a tale that we pass down through the generations. If you would like to hear it, I could certainly tell you. Yeah, let's hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have many tales. Some are more dark than others, but this one is the tale of my people. Let me find it in the book. <laughs> I mean, sing you the song of my people. Accordion noise, accordion noise, accordion noise. <laughs> Concertina. He will also introduce himself as Stanimir. Stanimir. Um, Who is it? Spanimir? Stanimir? Stanimir, yeah. Uh, as he sort of tips back this like bottle of thick red wine and swallows half of it and spits the other half into the fire, which somehow causes it to like glow with this like flash of green flame uh which persist with some sort of weird magic Uh, and as they dance and sway uh he starts to say we come from an ancient land whose name is long forgotten a land of kings our enemies forced us from our homes and now we wander the lost roads but one night a wounded soldier staggered into our camp and collapsed my ancestors nursed his terrible, terrible injuries and quenched his thirst with wine, and he survived. 
When we asked him who he was, he wouldn't say. All he was, all he wanted was to return home. But we were deep in the land of his enemies. We took him as one of our own in the meantime and followed him back toward his homeland. His enemies continued to hunt him. They said he was a prince, yet we didn't give him up, even when our assass- his assassins fell upon us like wolves. Um, and you can see, uh, those of you with above a 12 passive perception, that as this guy is telling the story, the green flames that are in like dancing in the huge bonfire begin to take on the shapes of the things that he's talking about. As he's talking about assassins, you see a few of the flames like begin to emerge like these humanoids with knives, uh, like leering, leering out of the flame. Um, and as he mentions this like rogue prince, you see like this one figure striding with like this whipping cloak of fire behind him. Um, all of the other Vistani in the encampment have fallen silent and ceased playing their instruments as they've picked up on this man telling the tale. Um, and he continues, this man of royal blood fought to protect us as we protected him. We bore him safely to his home and he thanked us. He said, I owe you my life. Stay as long as you wish. Leave when you choose and know that you will always be safe here. Um, you see that as he says this, the man with the flaming cloak that's been conjured up in the bonfire just vanishes in a puff of smoke. The emerald flame persists and he says a curse has befallen our noble prince, turning him into a tyrant. We alone have the power to leave his domain. We've traveled far and wide to find heroes such as yourselves to end our dread lord's curse and put his troubled soul to rest, but none have been brave enough but Madame Eva, and he looks over to the tent at the corner of the encampment. She knows all. And as he says this, the flames flicker for a moment and ter- return back to their orange color. Well, thanks does, for the story. Does that answer your question, young man? Yeah. Is, is Aragorn one of the people that would have brought heroes? Aragorn? I do not know this name. <clears throat> I lean over to the Elder and I... And I, <laughs> Aragorn. And I and I whispered to him, by the way, I'm a bugbear. Ah. Usually your kind are savage, but you seem quite nice. And yes, I do know Aragal. He's my sister's cousin's daughter. Vaguely racist. <laughs> the same. I mean, they are all one connected people. Mm. What's that make us? Nothing. Which is about which is what you're about to become. There is perhaps time for one more tale if you would like to hear it. So she only wakes up at night. Yes. <laughs> I give uh, Zara. I give Zara the look <laughs> across the campfire. <laughs> she watches over us. It is not the curse that has befallen her. She is a wizard in her own right. <laughs> like but, <laughs> but I have tale of another wizard. If you would care to hear it. One who came to us oh, just about a year ago. A man clad all in black robes. What was that, John? I was hoping to hear this one. Ah, yes. Yeah. Please, friend. Yes. As I say, he came to us not more than a year past. I remember it like it was yesterday. He stood exactly where you are standing now. 
charismatic man he was, not unlike myself, yes? Uh, but he thought he could rally the people of Barovia against the Devil Strad. And he sort of eyes, and you can see that uh, toward the horizon, you see sort of in the distance above the treetops, the earthen spire with the keep situated at the top of it, uh, as he says to the Devil Strad. He stirred them with thoughts of revolt and bore them to the castle en masse. When the vampire appeared, the wizard's peasant army fled in terror. A few stood their ground and were never seen again. We watched from below as the wizard and the vampire cast spells at each other in the air above the castle. It was an epic battle. They flew across the courtyards of the castle Ravenloft to a precipice overlooking the falls, and I saw it with my own eyes. Thunder shook the mountainside, and the great rocks tumbled upon the wizard. Yet by his magic he survived. But... Lightning from the heavens struck him down as he stood his ground, and the devil's trod fell upon him, and even the wizard's ma great magic could not save him. I saw him thrown a thousand, a thousand feet to his death. I climbed down into the valley below to see if I could find his corpse. You never know, he might have something of value. But the river had taken him away, and he was never seen again. Mm. That's the wizard. That's, that's how Doru got changed into a vampire. That was yeah. the guy that came into the town and took everybody away. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if there's no body, that means he, he could still be alive. That is what I am saying, my friend. He is out <laughs> there somewhere in the woods. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what he says all the time. That's what I'm saying. As he finishes his story, <laughs> you start to hear uh, wolves howling in the distant forest. And a few of the Vistani sort of light torches in the great bonfire in the center and start lighting perimeter bonfires just to add some extra light uh, to ward off the night. And at this point, uh, the elder says, Madam Ava has awakened if you would like an audience with her. That would be, um, yes, please. That, that, that was the purpose of our coming here. Very well, then. I shall ensure that she is ready to receive you and I shall return shortly. And she sort of, he sort of hustles over to her, her tent, um, whistles a couple times at the flat, like tent flap and comes in. Uh, he vanishes from view. You're left alone for 20 minutes with the other Vistani. Is there anything you want to do before you're meeting with her? I'm just going to sit back and grab a glass of wine and just kind of relax. Chill, chill the nerves a little bit before going in on this discussion. Kind of peer around. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you can see that uh, and hear uh, there are the wolves howling in the forests around you, That though none of them seem to uh, come close to the encampment itself. The horses even seem like used to this behavior. Uh, it seems like they are well versed in traveling these woods and know what lies out there. So uh, can I ask one of the others just do, do these fires keep the wolves at bay? What we, we ran into an encounter with the wolves a while ago and they nothing seemed to hold them back and they, they attacked us in our sleep. Wolves know better than to attack a Vistani and we have our own way of subduing them. May I ask what that way would be? Our people have our own source of magic, you might say. Fuck them. 
They're all beefed together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now now he's being racist. <laughs> Would you like a demonstration? Sure. Yes, I'm very interested. Okay. Um, I always have to find this fucking shit in the book. Sorry, sorry, making you work. No, you're good. I offered it. <laughs> Remember, the DM is God. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Kid just went along with Shay and just been like, "Let me demonstrate." And just a furry pulls convention. Out, pulls out a bottle of lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, give me a wisdom saving throw, uh, Zarin. 11. Okay. Um, as you say that you would like a demonstration, the Vistani sort of like holds up a middle <laughs> finger and pulls down his eye. Uh, no, no, no. He pulls out an iPod and starts playing Lincoln Park. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Everything you say to me. Uh, <laughs> the wolves start crying. Oh, <laughs> As he pulls down the skin beneath his eye. Look at this photograph. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As he pulls down the skin beneath his eye, you can see that his iris flashes with this weird green light. And, Zarin, you feel a sudden itch on your face as you have suddenly broken out in a heavy, like, rash that's covered in skin tags. Uh, on half of your face. Disgusting. Start laughing at him. Nice, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was I like, get like scratching what, what at it fiercely. I just show you guys my armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, I'm just being funny. No. He's broken out of a rash and you that, um, your armpits I, I, on him. I wasn't. Um, expecting a demonstration on myself i thought you were just going to show me how you keep the wolves at bay but thank you for that how do i get rid of this they all start laughing at you and <laughs> don't don't answer your question i have an ointment or something I, I start looking through my first aid kit uh however as you finish this interaction with him the uh, elder sort of emerges from the tent to says she's ready to receive you now if you would like to mm-hmm. start your audience i ask him so uh, um can you help me out with this before we go in there? Uh, I'm afraid I cannot, but it will vanish by the morning. You'll be fine. And if it doesn't? <laughs> then perhaps one of your friends can help you. <laughs> All right. Hold on, we're having a slight dog problem here. Oh, no. I, I think she just can't figure out which one of us needs her attention more. Oh. She wants to. She wants to hang out with both of us. Yeah, my dogs are going nuts too. If I keep muting my mic. God, as, as we're walking towards the tent, I'm going to um, use a, set, a sorcery point to do a subtle spell. Okay. <clears throat> and then I'm going to cast um, detect magic as we're walking in there. Okay, that is fair. Hmm. All right. He, uh, the elder, sort of holds the tent flap open for you and allows you all to enter one by one into Madame Ava's tent. Um, before you even get fully inside, the stench of like a heavy uh, incense and smoke wafts out and hits you in the face. And you sort of shake your head to uh, accustom yourself to it. You see that inside there is a dim reddish glow over the entire interior of the tent, um, in the center of which uh, is a low t- 
table covered in a black velvet cloth. There's rugs covering the floor. There's animal skins hanging from the walls to like ward off the cold uh, night air. Uh, and behind the table, um, huddled over what looks to be a crystal ball, is a hunched figure peering into its depths. Um, you can see that she has like these crooked bony fingers, uh, long yellowed cracked fingernails, um, and is just wearing like thick, um, like hempen robes. And underneath her hood, you can see this like truly ancient looking face uh, of a Vistani woman, like whitish uh, hair is just like coming out of the uh, open part of her hood and she starts cackling as you enter and says at last you have arrived I've been waiting quite a long time for you oh, that's, that's not weird she gestures with a, with a hand like generally toward the ground in front of her table sit and it's not really a question or an offer it's more of like a demand yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Uh, when we were out there, um, he did mention that they have been looking for people to come here. Is, is that something I missed in the last game? So they have been actively searching to wrangle a group of people to come here. That might be the first time you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. This is so. That's something I kind of like. I'll I'll talk to you guys about as we. Walking, uh, is, uh, that's is, kind of suspicious, right? Not all. Is anything glowing know. in the tent? Um, good question. Oh, do you still have your death grave eyes thing on? No, uh, he just, that's that's corn. I I cast um. Oh no, I, magic I, 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 I was walking it. Yeah, no, I was just asking. Like, do you still have your death no. eyes thing? I okay. mean, I can I can use it. I uh, I'll, I'll eyes of the grave. Is are there any ghosts in here? No one dead of any sort in here. Okay. Nope. Um, however, with detect magic, you get a heavy sense that she herself uh, is a great practitioner of magic. Uh, although the crystal ball in front of her, not magical. Um, nothing that she's wearing appears to be magical. You get a general sense that she herself has been practicing the arcane arts for so long that it's sort of infused into her bones gotcha. at this point. Well, that's gross. Yeah. It just makes me think of like uh, like uh, Dragon Ball with the, the his power levels over 9,000. Like that's all that I'm thinking of like in my head right <laughs> you now. You get magic cancer. You kind of sound like Vegeta when you say that. <laughs> she, you get a, sen- a general sense with your detect magic that if you try to fuck with her Mm-hmm. you'll die right. very rapidly. Um, but that's about it. Nothing, nothing in her tent appears to be overtly magical. Okay. Um, so we'll sit down um, and then I'll just... So um, why you've been expecting us, you say? You are those like you, those who travel the world looking to do great deeds and there is no greater deed than ridding the world in Barovia of the Devil's Strad. And I am the one in Barovia who can help you do it. You are wise to come to me. Well, um, 
Okay. Uh, our, our intentions went that immediately, but we can... What do you suggest? You, what, what, are you, what are you hoping... How are we to help you with this? This has just sprung a little bit on us, huh? Yeah, this is... We weren't planning. I, I take it. Right, we were planning on taking Irina. And I, I was just, I was just like, we weren't planning on doing all this. Actually, where's Irina through all this? Yeah, does she follow us in? You are, uh, yeah, she probably did. Okay. So how's you she are. responding to any of this, or is she just bored? She's not bored, but she's more like intimidated because she's never left her village before. Oh, okay. Uh, and is like, what? What have you gotten me into? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Madam Eva will tell you. You may not have known why you were brought to Barovia, but it was for a purpose, and there can be no greater purpose than this. You are destined to do this, and my cards can prove it. She sort of reaches into her sleeve and pulls out a deck of long cards and begins shuffling them very deftly in her old bony fingers. Hmm. I would... um... Would you say it's glorious purpose? (laughs) (laughs) We're um if if we help you with this, can you get us back to our world? If you accomplish this feat, you will be able to walk free and clear through the Swalich woods back to your home with nothing to bother you. Well, wait, the- wait, but we're not going home, we're going to that town though, right? Well, yeah, eventually. I'm just saying, saying after, like after we kill Strahd, we yeah. can go this home. Is long term. This, oh, 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 oh. this is how we escape from where this country. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. You will never be able to leave Barovia as long as Strahd lives. And she laughs again. But yet you and your people can travel through the mist. How is he does not contain you? Because he's the one that they saved all those years ago. Right? We gave him shelter. We protected him. And now, even still, he protects us. Gotcha. But you want to kill him. There is much in the world beyond the mists. It is selfish of him to keep the Rovians here, to keep you here and others like you. The many like you who have come over generations to try and slay him, the wizard who came and rose an army against him and failed. But I believe that you can succeed where he did not. Are you a vampire too? She laughs again. I I am not, my dear. I am just very, very old. We've heard um, tales from others that those more powerful than us have been wiped wiped clean wiped out by Strahd very easily. How do you expect us to do? You will find a way, and I will help you find it. There are Are you familiar with Taroka? Taroka? No, I'm not familiar with Taroka. Are we? Uh anyone who uh anyone can give me an Arcana check, I'll say, when she mentions Taroka. Uh, I got nothing. Jesus, nope. What'd you get? I got a four. Oh yeah, that's not gonna do it. You're the you're the eleven expert. from full from the most non magical member. <laughs> Jesus, 
Please roll right, pathetic. I'll roll, and I got eight. a eight. Up to, uh, <laughs> hey, there we go. When with a let's fifteen. Say, let's just say that I know, but none of these guys do. Can can. When posts in your travels, you have uh, never actually seen it happen, but heard tale of certain people who can tell fortunes through cards. Um, it's basically the D&D version of tarot um, for all intents and purposes of this campaign. Um, and it is its own deck. I have a physical copy of this. Yeah. I've gotten to use it exactly one time. And... <laughs> Well, there's a whole built-in thing for Roll20 that lets me do it right in front of all of you. Nice. Okay. Um, so, um, she will tell you, the cards are more than mere pieces of parchment. They are a form of divination, more powerful than any you can imagine. They can give you the tools you need, tell you where to find them in the great lands of Barovia to strike down the devil in his castle. Allies that you might find, and eventually where to find the devil strahd himself in Ravenloft. If you would like, I can perform this reading now. She's still shuffling the cards this entire time that she's talking to you, just not even looking at them mindlessly, very deftly shuffling them. Yes, please. I would, um, I would be most interested to see it. All right. Especially because Scott's been been trying to figure out how to use the card mechanic and roll 20 for like the whole time we've been. (laughs) Yeah. It's still so complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Because I need to use two separate decks to do this. All right. As she um, sort of tells you all to like gestures for you to huddle around the black velvet like tablecloth that is in front of her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She pulls the crystal ball closer to her face and then begins laying out the cards in a sort of diamond formation around the table. Um, As she lays out the first card, which is drawn from the common deck. Okay. Let's try to do this. I just I've never done this on roll twenty. This is gonna be awesome. And also this dictates the entire campaign. That's this all. moment right here. Oh shit. Because I have I played this campaign. This is the fourth time I've run it, and it's been different every time because of this card reading. Uh, that's is awesome. There, is there a benefit to not doing the card reading? Now? Um good luck fighting Strahd without super powerful magic items. No, to no, help I mean, beat if, him. We, if we came back to her later or something like that. Oh, you can come back later if you want, but then you might be like, shit, we should have backtracked. Now we have to backtrack like 25 uh, days to go back to that place to get the thing. Okay. Yeah. Why'd she even give us the option? Because that's D D. You might choose. I had one group bypass this and go straight to the castle to try to kill him at level three. <laughs> what? <laughs> good idea? No. <laughs> did they did they all die yeah did he, did he bring them back as as vampires and then turn them on your next party <laughs> they didn't have an act oh i'll tell you about the that was i didn't tell you about the, the group where the guy tried to eat his other the other party members arm hair in real life <laughs> what? Is, what? all right maybe yeah. we'll save that we'll save that as a story for another day okay um, no light a fire for that one huh? <laughs> <laughs> Madam Eva suddenly puts the cards down and gets very interested. In- <laughs> Let me tell you about this. Group. Okay, That's the second armpit reference in one episode—not armpit, it's just arm hair. Real quick, oh, well, the same thing. It was two brothers, one and then brothers. Of- wow, Lucas, we're, no, we're not doing this. 
and then two of their <laughs> friends. One of the brothers uh, was like 19 or something like that. And he would just randomly reach over to other people at the table. They were apparently so used to this that they didn't even register it was happening. And he would start like, like nibbling on their arm hair, what? but only with his lips, not with his teeth. Scott, and who the fuck are you hanging out with, those, bro? What the fuck? One of those kids that says like "raw" and all that shit, right? He's one of those kind of kids. These yeah. are brothers. Yeah. He and they called it grazing. They had their own term for it, oh. and they all knew what would yeah, happen. What the fuck? One of them was an ex- <laughs> one of them was an excellent artist, but could only draw extremely busty nude women <laughs> oh i can i can relate to that yeah <laughs> but like really really well like he was truly talented but it was a very niche art form that he had oh, and <laughs> and and one of them uh wore a sonic chew medallion which if you don't know well some of you know chris chan yes all right guys uh i'm gonna talk to you about chris chan for like six hours <laughs> i can't he wore not that's awesome yeah well so that's that's the weirdest group i've ever played with okay uh. but anyway oh i played with them for like 20 sessions too i was desperate to play D. <laughs> but anyway anyway madam eva begins to deal the cards uh let's see it was a sonic medallion Sonic, Sonic Chew. Chew. Don't even. Oh, don't even. Jay, just, I am going to no. send you so Jay, much literature and videos. Don't even. <laughs> you are. There's an entire. Oh, 90... okay. Yeah. No, I know what that is. Okay. No. Go on. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Just okay. go. 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 She will tell you that uh, as she draws the first card. Oh, I don't know why I did it for everyone. No one else touched those other cards. <laughs> I don't. Mean, I don't all see. I see is the card on the cards on the screen. I don't see. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She will tell you. Uh, this card tells of history. Knowledge of the Ancient One will help you better understand your enemy. And puts down the mercenary card in front of you. Okay. She then says, uh, sort of observing the card at first, um, she tells you, this second card tells of a powerful force for good and protection. A symbol of great hope. And lays down. The Sonic Chew card. (laughs) The Abjurer card. The third one. She says, this is a card of power and strength. It tells of a weapon of vengeance. And lays down a third card. Berserker. Uh, Would you like some making fucks up berserker? <laughs> also, am I nuts or does the berserker look like Dolly? It does look like someone. It does. <laughs> it looks like, like, like Bronson and Dolly had a baby. It looks like Dolly's head in the background and then like a zombie stole his mustache. <laughs> uh, then she pulls out another card. Says, this card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. And draws forth a child, the broken one. What are all these numbers that are all appearing? She will. She will tell you shortly. 
All right. The broken one looks like Abraham Lincoln. A little. Wasn't there that movie like what was it, Lincoln versus Vampires or some shit like that? Wasn't there like an Abraham Lincoln? That was terrible. That was a terrible fucking shitty fucking movie. Shitty movie. Did we watch that together, Lou? I haven't watched it together. I have it too. It's bad. And finally, she says, (laughs) "Your enemy is a creature of darkness. Oh, whose powers are beyond mortality. This card will lead you to him." And draws forth the Raven card. (laughs) Nice. Bird. As she lays the cards out, uh, Zarin, you see that as she's drawing them out, as she places them on the table and flips them over, there is this like invisible, bur- at least to everyone else, burst of light that just seems to wash over the tent and extend beyond the walls outside. Uh, you don't feel it, but you feel like you should. Um, it, it, there's this powerful sense of divination as if her drawing these cards is causing a change in the world around you. Um, she will point to the first card, the mercenary, and say, the thing you seek lies with the dead under mountains of gold coins. And I highly recommend you write these things down. I am. Oh, you are? Awesome. Yeah. Because I will not remember this <laughs> oh no were you drinking before the session <laughs> well yes but there's also just a lot of information here <laughs> i'm drinking during the session <laughs> Fair enough. I, uh... do you have that info i can repeat any of these that you would need. no so I, I literally have like the actually first what grade. how they were laid out plus you know what what we have going on so after my my i did this for my first group my one player kept like she kept notes of every round in every combat like incredibly <laughs> extensive notes and gave the books to me after we we wrapped up and it was very sweet she do drew illustrations of everything she's incredible Aww. fucking kelly i love that bitch anyway <laughs> is she a grazer or no she is not <laughs> she's shockingly normal <laughs> um, i think i know kelly you uh, might yeah, no, no, no. We'll move on. Okay. Uh, she points to the second card, the abjurer. And the we'll say... Juror? It's the rural juror. Oh my god, what a season 130 rock reference. <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh, as she points to the abjurer, she says... I see a fallen house guarded by a great stone dragon. Look to the highest peak. As she looks toward the and places her fingers atop the berserker card, uh, she says, find the mad dog's crypt. The treasure lies within, beneath blackened bones. So far I'm hearing we're doing a lot of digging. You haven't gotten a repeat from my other groups, which is interesting. Nice. Stop talking about your other groups. I'm going to be jealous. <laughs> For the fourth card. The broken one? Yes. She points very, to the like, broken 13 one. ghosts, like, vibes, where, like, each one's, like, a different... <laughs> she will say, uh, as she places her hand on the broken one, your greatest ally in this fight will be a wizard of great renown. His mind is broken, but his spells are so strong. 
Tell me it's the guy. Broken, but still works. I bet it's that guy. I bet it's the guy. By the way, this is a random card rating, which is fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And then she was going to point to the raven, which tells you where you will be able to find Strahd for the record. In the fucking castle. There's a giant fucking castle. Yes, but well, where in the castle? In the spooky part. What if it's an interdimensional castle? It's all spooky. Well, fine. What if it's an interdimensional castle? What if it's interdimensional? Oh, I'm fucking throwing that couch out. As she points to the raven, as she points to the raven card, she says, (laughs) "Look to his mother's tomb." To to what the raven's mother's? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now we gotta find Strahd's mom. Mm-hmm. And that was like perfect timing. Who the hell played the Zeldas now? <laughs> oh, that's my ring. That's my ring. Tone. <laughs> that was like your, your ring brother. Tone. Your brother just texted me, apologizing. <laughs> <The washing> so- <laughs> I thought it was the washing machine. John's washing machine plays a jaunty oh, little jingle when it's done. Oh yes, that's mine. It's it's annoyingly loud and long. As she finishes this card writing, she sort of slumps back into her chair and seems drained of energy. Um, as if this took a, a big toll on her to even perform this reading. Well, she old. Yeah, she old. Uh, and as she slumps back into her chair, love that. Uh, she sort of waves her hand at all of you and says, "Do you need anything more of me, or will you leave me to rest?" I'll bring her a thick glass of water. Okay. You go out and like collect some water and bring it back to her. And she like grabs it with both hands and like shakily brings it to her face and drinks from it. Oh, it goes down her chin. I hate those people. Ugh. Yep. Um, Just try not to be self conscious drinking now, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) We were. Uh, our original goal was to take Irina to uh, the Abbey on the other side of the of, of Barovia. Um, would you recommend we still do that to keep her safe, or could she stay here with you, or uh, should she continue to travel with us? Do you have any insight to that? Her eyes will sort of like look over at Irina, who's like standing in the corner, like shocked at all of this. And she'll just say, like, I do not care for the girl at all. <laughs> do what you will with her. As long as your mission is completed, I have no other business for you. Do what you will with her. Hey, harsh, Ty. Thank you, madam. Um, where sh- do you have, um, where should we start? Look for the signs, my dear. I have given you all the guidance I possibly can. Oh, that's DM for shut up, leave me alone now. Yes. <laughs> one of the card readings literally has one of the super powerful magic items you can get under her chair. Uh, so you can start the game basically with like a crazy powerful weapon. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> I've never had anyone get that though. Is it still there? Can we just take the powerful weapon? <laughs> nope. yeah, can I just, just kick her over? Her chair, blow it over. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Def- uh, no. Definitely a yeeter. Can I steal it? 
Well, I guess I would have to know it's there. We don't even know it's there. Yeah. It's also not there right yeah. now. <laughs> we didn't get that uh, card. Card magic didn't didn't fix the universe to create. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? Because um, Doug asked about the numbers, and you said she would explain the numbers. Were were the numbers just the explanations of like what she? Oh, do you mean the numbers that are on the cards themselves? I don't know what he was referencing. I just were, before we left. Yeah, there's there's numbers right down right down here. I got I got three and one above my character. Oh, those are the actual. I, I for some reason I couldn't draw them just for myself. I had to draw them for everyone. Okay. So if you click on them, you can get rid of them somehow. Oh. And oh, yeah. do the numbers on the cards mean anything? Like there was four on some of the cards and all that, or there's. I think there are other games you can play with the Taroka deck, gotcha. but okay. no, for all intents and purposes. Gotcha. Oh, cool! I got a tax collector. I got a charlatan. I got the yeah. Uh, I got the I got the ghost, the avenger, the thief, and the, the druid. One, the the monk, the healer. I got a seer with oh he just looks like what's his name from Suicide Squad with all the eyeballs. You're lucky because I've had some groups get the card that's like fuck you I'm not going to tell you where it is or like she just doesn't know <laughs> and you just have to randomly find a thing. Jesus. Oh, all right. Which is brutal. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we just covered the entire encampment with cards or yeah. these <laughs> Arrange these nicely. I was just arranging them. What do you? Oh, they're gone. Um, I do want to. I do want to ask her if she knows anything about the gallows uh, down the just down the path. I am aware of them. Yes. I feel uh, as we were traveling, I saw a face that I haven't seen in years, and it was it was someone that I didn't even know but i saw him die the last time the last time we were together and he appeared to me again today do you know anyone in this in this area that may have that may be trying to trying to mess with us even now her eyes flicker ever so slightly toward the east where you know castle ravenloft lies uh, but she just says you may see the faces of the dead in Barovia. This is a land of the dead. Mm, okay. Even the Barovians themselves are born without souls on occasion. Just lifeless shells meandering about. All right. So I'll just have to I'll be on my guard. Yep. Yeah. And I'll just we thank you, madam. We we will we'll take our leave and then step, you know, start stepping out of the tent. Okay. As you make your way out of the tent, um, one of the uh, younger Vistani men oh, shows you that there are a couple like sleeping pallets set up for you um, closer to the fire. They're giving you like the preferential, like close to the fire treatment uh, oh. rather than on the outskirts of the encampment. Yeah. And they will, uh, you know, talk to you answer any questions you might have uh feed you unless you have anything else to ask them um you can go to bed if you want how are the how do they treat the horses well oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say can i tell if they treat the horses well uh give me an animal handling check just to like sort of investigate the horses and see like if they seem in good spirits i got a four (laughs) i mean you can tell 
that they look well fed um and they don't seem even tethered really they just seem like they oh okay know know this area and um all right know better than to wander off into the darkness all right then i guess i'll curl up by underneath one of the wagons and um listen when when he did that thing with his eye which incidentally wasn't that in a movie where like look into my eye yes it is i think it's in aliens okay anyway when he did that thing with it like it just gave him skin tags and that like uh their their vistani curse can do a number of things as a matter of fact that's what aragel did to you in the first ever session where you were had a had difficulty throwing knives he used his vistani curse on you okay um thanks about aragel which gives you disadvantage on things that require fine motor control. They can do a couple different things with it. They can also charm animals, charm people. Okay. Hmm. Um, this is right. one of those things where, like, we wake up in the morning and all the all the carts and horses and and everything is gone. Right? I mean, if you want to set a watch, you can, or if you want to let them keep watch for you, it seems like there is at least two people who are going to be like going off in shifts, keeping watch throughout the night. But you certainly can if you want. I'm gonna party with them. Yeah, I want to try. I want to try and find the one that I think is in charge of the horses, or that I think we can buy horses from and start bar. You know, just try and bargain with him a little bit before we go to bed, so we can set up early enough. I want to party with the horses. (laughs) The horses seem uh, in pretty good spirits as well. Um, There is one young woman who is tending to the horses um, and just making sure that they're fed and um, you know watered properly. Uh, she's like brushing a couple of them down as uh, the night wears on. Um, if you want to ask her about purchasing horses, you can. Yes. Yeah. So can I just point out how annoying it is that there's like no regular women <laughs> tokens a lot of times? It's all it's just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're an old woman or you're like a sexy woman. You're like a zah, but there's no just like woman. She's just a woman. Villager. Yeah. Yeah. Just a villager. Need to fix that. Yeah, I should draw more. Where's my? I can't reach my. It's right there, and I can't reach it. And I'm comfortable. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, we want to talk about buying horses. <laughs> Sorry, we got sidetracked. Um, we have a few for sale, perhaps. Um, how many are you looking to purchase? Well, there's five of us. I mean, can well, we? Yeah. Couple I'm sorry. Riding, yeah. What about riding the dog? Yeah, four of us. Really, there's four of us. Um, but could we double could we double saddle um these horses? That is your business if the horses belong to you. I would not do such a thing to a marvelous creature such as this, but if you wish to break its back, you could ride double. Mm-hmm. The yeah. cat looks light enough to perhaps be not so much of a burden. No, oh. thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, we would need because we need one for the girl too. I forgot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although she and I could probably share a horse. Yeah. So really three. No. Yeah. Wait, right. Because you and you and I, you and Irina, right. and then Bull, oh, four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah, four of them. Okay. Yes. Um, How yeah. much four of your almost finest horses? They are. I should warn you, not riding horses. They are draft horses meant to pull wagons, but they are still faster than you. 
Um, so I would be willing to part with one uh, for 50 gold pieces. I do not think I can get rid of all five. Uh, I think some of these men would kill me if I tried to do that, but I could part with perhaps four. Mm, so, um, well, then here, let's let if these are draft horses, what well, 50 gold pieces a piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you have a um, maybe a wagon that we could maybe do? H- how many horses would it take to pull a wagon? Uh, two horses per wagon. And how much is a wagon, though? I could probably get one of these men to part with their wagon for oh, 50 gold pieces. So 150 for two horses and the wagon itself. And I should mention the wagon will also include a small living quarters as well. How much gold pieces do we have again? Uh, it's all over. Okay. I am so happy. This is the only gaming group that I've ever been in that I wasn't expected to be the fucking secretary. <laughs> I, yeah, somehow it all felt, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. I enjoy doing it. Oh, I'm a shitty secretary. It. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I mean, you volunteered last game, so you just... Yeah, no, it's fine. Like I said, it doesn't bother me to do it. It's just like this one, I'm not using like the thing in the system. Mm-hmm. But like, And uh, it's like just, I have my notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how many gold pieces do we have? Stick my foot up your ass. How about that? How many gold pieces? Um, so we, we used 35. So we got 50 from... All right, so let's back into this. We got 50 from um, Ismark, but we spent 35 of it. So we have 15 left over from that. We have... Still have two rubies worth fifty gold, and another. Would you would you take um, trade? Uh, I, I we might not have enough uh, gold pieces, but I I have some rubies that we could give you that are equal to the value. You have the straight you have the straight looking gay guy here. <laughs> I can convince some of these men to accept ruby instead of gold. Yes. So I have, um, I have, uh, we can do this. I, I can give you two rubies, two, three moss agates and 20 gold. That's 50, 30. Uh, that's, that's 130 plus 20 gold. So that's 150. Or I can give you the two rubies worth 100 gold and um, 30 gold pieces. You could perhaps strike us a li- bit of a bargain. Give me a persuasion check. Doing this to help you. 17. They might be more amenable to accepting gold and rubies other than moss agates. I don't know what that is. So, yes, that is fine by me. Thank you. You got yourself a bit of a discount. There you go. That's the first time we've ever gotten a discount in three campaigns on anything. There's some actual good negotiating there. (laughs) <laughs> instead of just hey we're we're here to save you give us a discount well plus my charisma is is a 17 yes. so that, that helps too that helps plus five you mean you mean 17 better than my nine yes well i thank you um uh, feed for the horses how much extra for feed for the horses we allow the horses to graze okay. i mean you could do the same that's okay. your business they belong to you now Oh, that is fine. Thank you. I just didn't know if we had to purchase particular food. What kind of grazing are we talking about here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Here we go. 
terrifying. <laughs> I, I will never hear that word without imagining that in my head. And thanks to your regaling us with that story, neither will any of us. What's really bad is like I have a habit of, at least for my loved ones who for this, this is understandable. Like if I'm really hungry, I will grab their arm and pretend to gnaw on it. And now that is ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> but the the difference is he just he just would grab people's arms and be like like a cob of huge corn and just be like <laughs> like it was it was so upsetting to see him. And then, the first time it happened, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And everyone was just like, Yeah, this is fine. And it was just like this. His one like Puerto Rican friend had decided his like arm hair being like nibbled on. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Fucking How do you weird. put up with this? <laughs> Lucas loves it. Listen I think it's him. fucking great. It's Ooh. hilarious. <laughs> I hope they hear this. <laughs> Imagine see, one day he takes like a, a friend from India or China or someplace where they don't have like where they don't have a lot of arm hair and he's just like mm. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. You're saying he doesn't hang out with swimmers. <laughs> all right so um I, i'm i'm good af- after that if you guys want to do other things i'm going to hey at that point but uh bull you're partying you guys are yeah like i want to stay up with them hey, of a stony rave sure bull give me a constitution saving throw. oh snap it's getting that uh <laughs> 17 baby i'm out i'm i'm chilling yeah, you're having a great time. They feed you a ton of alcohol, and you just hold it. It is no problem for you. Um, hear that one? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I'm, I'm just guzzling. Whoa, Wen, what's going on? Where's my Where's my little buddy? As a matter of As a matter of fact, Bull, uh, while you are sort of parting with them, it's about like you know twelve thirty a.m. at this point. One of the younger uh, ladies comes over to you <laughs> and says gnawing on your arm hair <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of arm hair too he's a yeah, bugbear what, what does she say what does she say she's gonna ask about my dick isn't she <laughs> Doug, I will never sexual role play with you I'm gonna break it to you right now it's hey, not I'm gonna here. happen come on put on it early let's, let's hear the, let's hear the most feminine voice you got Scott come on is it let's like a it. dog rocket thing oh, yeah, exactly <laughs> she's gonna ask if it's a human dick if it's a dog dick or if it's yeah. somewhere like a Chewbacca dick that's where like you know like a dick that you would imagine do we know Chewbacca. what the Chewbacca dick is? I thought then nobody had figured that out yet. No, I definitely figured it out. So, <laughs> it's like a half rocket, half man dick. Now all I can think about is, is Anchorman. All right, hold on. Let me look at Chewbacca. I was like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> There's rule 34 of Chewbacca somewhere online. Mm, I can oh, yeah. There's plenty of that. You don't even have to what? question. I'm, I'm, I'm a rule 34 archiver. Up yeah. in this business. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of stuff. But anyway, what does she say? This woman walks up to you, and uh, as you're sort of sitting on like a a bench drinking, uh, she says, "You know, I happened to strike a deal with some of the druids who live nearby, and they managed to supply me with a little something extra you might enjoy." And she holds up this like little uh, like burlap pouch and opens it up and dumps out all of these like dried brown like fungal growths into Fucking her hands dude dope fresh nugs which and is she's, in your hand, dude. 
if you are interested, I could perhaps share with my new friend. She is wants to gonna... smoke a fucking hog's leg, dude. Is this going to be a private session? <laughs> I do yeah, not normally uh... share, especially with strangers, but you are interesting. How's she She's... looking? She looking good to me? You've had a lot of cocktails? Yeah, sure. Dude, Steppenwolf is playing. Wait, in the wait a second. Wait, <laughs> can I adjust? Can I adjust my bull glasses? Give me an a good look at her. Check. Okay, yeah, because I don't want to be waking up with something I didn't really. Uh... Oh my god, this was. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow, I got the beer goggles on strong. <laughs> you are a negative one. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> you're a literal <laughs> monster. <laughs> Literally just me oh, seducing oh, you, dude. That's my all. Is, like, the more monstrous this woman looks, wouldn't he find her more attractive? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like to him, is, wouldn't a really no, 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 no. be a goddess among people? Yeah, I'm a cultured bugbear. Remember, I not I, not with that negative one, dude. No, <laughs> you don't. No, no. Shit. I, I just burp and I. It is two a.m. and the lights came on and you're walking out the door with whatever you got done in the dim, <laughs> like ember. Like dying light mm, of the embers of the bonfire. You are not even sure what she looks like, <laughs> but she has a nice voice and okay. she's offering you drugs. Let's so do it. You want to do the drugs or not? Yeah, I'm doing the drugs with her. Okay. She sort of shows you um, <laughs> that these are like some sort of mushroom that you need to just best if you just swallow it whole. No. Oh shit! No. <laughs> it's happening, by the way. Put in a peanut butter sandwich. Yes, <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> and she has you hold out your tongue, and she just puts it on the back of your tongue, and like closes your mouth up, and waits until you swallow it, and then she does one also. Whoa. Um, I need you to make another Constitution saving oh, throw. This, this time with gonna, disadvantage. This is gonna get ugly. Before that happens. Oh, I'm tripping. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You have a good trip, Doug. <laughs> Bull. That would be a first, and it's only happened in a fantasy world. So there we go. <laughs> you you see like all of the events that have happened to you over the past like week or so since you've been here. You're sort of just like ruminating over them and listening to the music that's happening in the camp and really feeling the vibe of like what's happening here. Uh, you see shapes like sort of emerging from the fire, similar to how you saw this guy like telling his story earlier with some sort of prestidigitation. But now they just seem to be like walking amongst you. You see like strange shapes moving through the forest on the outskirts of camp, hear strange noises you don't think you could ever describe to another person. Um, and overall, it's a pretty solid uh, trip. And eventually you pass out and sleep until morning rested perfectly well having no ill side effects because of your 19 constitution saving yeah. throw <laughs> no, no stds from the vistani oh she had no intention of sleeping with you you're a monster oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... oh. all right do you come back like an insufferable piece of shit about how good your trip was just annoying talking absolutely the whole time. the whole time i just talked <laughs> about how calm how 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 good I feel, how connected fucking <laughs> one with the world the, dude and, uh, one world one world next <laughs> next morning i'm just like looking at you and just like you're like yeah. what and i'm like why are you so like wound up all the time yeah what's wrong man Don't you just overnight he grew a jerry garcia beard he's yeah, just yeah. 
and ready to go. Yeah. However, bull, you, I will say, I will say, in the morning, bull, you do notice that you, she has left you with uh, two more doses of this. Should you ever wish to uh, partake in this again? This guy's just talking about dicks and shrooms the whole time. <laughs> That's not true. We talk about dildos as well. That's true. We do. Aren't just dildos? I was really impressed. He didn't talk about dildos when he mentioned the earth and fire. Yep. I'm very proud of you as a group that you didn't mention it. <laughs> now, would ribs would would she use the dildo as a great scratching post? Oh, <laughs> just to match it or just. Right down the big dildo. Either that, or or like like go to the very top of it and just ignore everybody else. And be like, I'm the one who's the highest, mm-hmm. except maybe one post. But he's taking his drugs, so yeah, I'm tripping. Drugs. How long did it take for it to kick in? Uh probably like thirty minutes to an hour, somewhere along there. Might be less for someone with a not as hardy oh. of a constitution as him. Sure. <gasps> Yeah, after after that, if if Bull doesn't get high with Strahd, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> That's a cool idea, actually. Aw. I oh, okay. Nothing. I looked up Chewbacca Dick and there was a <laughs> and there Please was a picture, there was a picture of a cute baby goat. And it's, awesome. I'm like, why I was gonna say you looked up that? Chewbacca's dick and the first thing you said was Aww. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so small. <laughs> well, it's, it's so cute. With its little goofy woofies. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a baby goat named Chewbacca. And there's no <laughs> so it's a baby goat. goat. And you oh, saw his dick. <laughs> there's no mention of dick in the story. I don't know why the, the picture of the baby goat is here. But, it is it. I, uh, but anyway, the morning comes soon enough. Um, <clears throat> They are happy to feed you. You have two horses. Um, she will tell the tell you that they are named Juniper and uh, Bella, but oh, you can rename them to whatever you want. That shit, dude. No, 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 that Twilight shit. Change that. Oh, also I was calling. From, I was uh, choosing Bella because of the Wheel of Time. Yeah, it's That's Wheel of the, Time. It's the name of it's uh, the name of his the the, the plow horse that they, yeah, is it. If you actually read it, yeah, you'll. I'll read it now. If you actually read it, well, no, I'm saying like if you because if you, you know I, we've we've all been like trying to like get him to read it and he's you know whatever it's fine. I'm yeah. reading other stuff. Dude. Just wait for the shitty Amazon series that I'm dreading. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but you saddle up your wagon. One of the men is still asleep. It's probably his wagon uh, that they've just unloaded, and it is now yours. Hmm. Um. And they saddle up the horses for you and you sort of take off through the woods. Um, Into the thick of it. (laughs) Sorry, I've been waiting to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And you leave the Serapool encampment behind heading off into the Spalich woods. I guess we really could call it there. That is a pretty solid stopping point. 